Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. KFI AM uh, 640. Bill Handel here on a uh, Monday morning. It's going to be a rainy Monday morning. Uh, big story with the Oscars last night. Uh, Will Smith slaps Chris uh, Rock right there on the stage. Comes up from his uh, seat and just gives him a slap. And the entire industry was uh, everybody in the audience and people looking, uh, watching TV went, whoa, uh, that's impressive, isn't it? All right, uh, let me go into a topic uh, that is really difficult for people, and that's for folks who are renting in mobile home parks. Now, usually mobile home parks uh, are a relatively inexpensive way to live. I mean, you own uh, the mobile home itself and use mobile homes, which virtually all of them are in the parks, are cheap. I mean, you can get a mobile home for forty, fifty thousand uh, dollars, and a decent one, or eighty thousand dollars. Versus, can you imagine a house that's uh, maybe a thousand square feet? And so, what's going on right now? They're not so cheap anymore. And keep in mind, a lot of retired people live in mobile homes. People who couldn't dream of renting an apartment uh, live in mobile homes. And here's what's happening. Uh, Mobile home parks and the mobile homes themselves are finding, uh, or the rent, the ground rent, because there's two different costs. You pay, the rent you pay for is the ground itself. The mobile home is yours. The problem is, let's say you're leaving uh, the park because the rents have become too high. It costs at least $5,000 to move the thing. Where are you going to get $5,000? And you're going to go to a park that's cheaper? Well, they're not cheaper anymore because here's the new uh, model. You have investment companies are really expanding their mobile home park purchases, their portfolios, uh, literally at a breakneck speed. Why? Because the return is phenomenal. Uh, The upkeep is non-existent. It's very small because how much does it cost to maintain dirt? The maintenance, et cetera, is all on the owner of the mobile park or the mobile home. And if they don't maintain, you got a bunch of new rules. And that's what happens when these investors come in. And then what they're investing is uh, mobile uh, home park operators who, in some cases, have hundreds and hundreds of these parks across the country. Uh, I had a neighbor once who was in the mobile home park business. And he was my neighbor for what five, six years. And then he ended up buying uh, a home in Newport on the water. Like nine, $9 million or whatever. That's how profitable these mobile home parks are. And, and he, his family business was several of them and just got bigger and bigger. So what's happening is, of course, 
investors come in, they need uh, a return on investment. One of the best investments now out there are these parks. In one case, uh, in Golden Hills uh, is what it's called. And it's outside of, uh, it's Golden, Colorado, outside of Denver. Uh, the residents uh, were just in an uproar because the park was about to be bought. And so they're saying, what can we do? Because we know what's going to happen. They got organized. They for formed a cooperative to buy the park themselves from the owners. Who ran a normal everyday park and was not an investment group, uh, was not particularly a for-profit. Usually these were mom and poppers who owned these homes. And in the last few years, it has become big, big business. Like the radio business. Most of the radio stations years and years ago were mom and pop radio stations. Now you have uh, companies, small companies like iHeart that own 800 radio stations. And there's a lot of consolidation across the board. So they got to organize the residents and they're trying to obtain financing from a company that supports resident owned communities and it's across the country. So they're full of hope. And what's end up, uh, what ends up happening? Uh, the mobile home owner sells to this big corporation more money. And so they're trying to buy it and the company is willing to sell it to them just for a huge premium than what they paid. They're going to flip it. And in the end, they came up with some kind of price and uh, the company said, nah, we can do better than that. Uh, and they did. And so a month after buying the park, the company that bought it offers to sell the residents at a, a far higher price they couldn't afford. And so there are new rules put in. You have to have awnings. You have to have gardens. Uh, you have to have, uh, for example, outdoor furniture of a certain quality. It's expensive stuff. Uh, there is even Mobile Home University uh, run by two of the largest park operators in the country. And a quote from their, uh, their particular, uh, the book that they offer, their procedures manual, uh, the fact that tenants can't afford $5,000 to move keeps revenues stable, and makes it easy to raise rents without losing any occupancy. Now, can you imagine you've got a primer to mobile home investors, park investors, that says it's so expensive to move these things, we can raise rent to, to almost any level, and that's exactly what's happening. And it's very tough to live in a mobile home park today, where it used to be, uh, an easy way to really reduce rents and live comfortably, even for people with moderate means. Today, very tough. My grandparents lived in a mobile home park. It was awesome. I mean, like clubhouse, pool, Oh, yeah, they spend money. Yards. No, here's what they do. I mean, to give uh, the new operators a break, they do build facilities. Oh, yeah. And But again, you're paying big time. On top nice. of that, the return is phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there are lovely mobile home parks out there. Uh, I'd live in one if it, if I retired. Oh, I absolutely would. Yeah, I mean, they can be pretty nice, especially those double wides. That's what grandma and grandpa had. It was yeah, great. And they're, and they're big, too. Big. Yeah, they're big. And uh, the kids will never visit because these old codgers are, you know, screaming at them. It's all very good. You got no type of the messenger. Got no regard for the thing that you 
KFI AM uh, 640. Bill Handel here on a uh, Monday morning, March 26th. Yesterday, last night, the Oscars. You ever been around Hollywood when the Oscars are there? You do not want to be around Hollywood. They block off the streets, security, every limousine in Southern California, all the way up to Nebraska is rented. Although they have very few in Nebraska and they're very old, but uh, it's, it's just crazy. Can you, and, and can you imagine the airports uh, with the actors and actresses coming in, how crazy it must be? Although the big ones fly in private jets, you know, private planes. So you're not going to see that. You'll never see a Johnny uh, Depp, uh, for example, flying uh, uh, anywhere near a commercial airline. Uh, and you can't. I mean, realistically, not only is it, has the money, what's he going to do at the airport when people are screaming and won't let him breathe as they come on and just uh, uh, literally inundate him? So uh, last night, a bunch of firsts, uh, including, I think, the most important first, and that's Will Smith smashing The Rock uh, up on stage, <laughs> giving him a really healthy slap in the face because of uh, fun that was made of Jada Smith. And it was just, it was an innocuous joke, too. But the problem was, Jada Pinkett Smith has been suffering from alopecia and has made a lot of comments on social media. She's been very vocal about it, which is, you know, the excessive falling out of hair, the rapid hair loss. Did Chris Rock know it he when made, he made I, that? And I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, but you get, I mean, it's gotten to the point where there's such sensitivity. And I didn't take offense. I, I, I didn't know originally why Will Smith was so upset, but he, when I looked at it, she's been all over social yeah, media. Either did I know. So I'm sitting and going, okay, he makes a joke, a bad joke, uh, and uh, gets slapped in the face. That's never happened before. That's new stuff. I mean, the only thing that I can see that would uh, have been more entertaining is uh, Will Smith going up on stage naked. Uh do you remember the streaker that went across? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could yeah. have been him, like, running up there naked and then slapping him. That would have been entertaining. All right, and the big story is Best Picture. Uh, Apple TV Plus became the first streaming service to ever win an Academy Award for Best Picture. Uh, and that was for CODA, uh, a film uh, that... And, and again, uh, films that deal with... Handicaps, special needs tend to do very, very well. Uh, two kinds of films do incredibly well in the Academy Awards. Uh, films about people who are in tremendous need or uh, special needs. And Holocaust films. Everybody loves a Holocaust film. They do? Maybe that's the wrong way to put it. I think the so. The Academy Awards like, holo uh, like Holocaust films. Uh, because, you know, people are so into it. So this one is uh, about uh, a teenager named Ruby, who is the only speaking uh, member of a family. Everybody else is deaf. Uh, and those are, first of all, they're interesting stories. Because uh, while deafness is hereditary in many cases, it can bounce around. So you can have one sibling, uh, sibling that's not, one who is and for the one who is, it's, well, it's, it's easy for the family because, of course, uh, that person is incredible with sign language. Uh, but it's just the dynamics are fascinating of that film. And 
It also took home uh, two other uh, Oscars, Best Adapted Screenplay and Best Supporting Actor. Um, it's a, a representation, a milestone for the rep uh, representation of deaf, deaf people in the entertainment industry. Marley Matlin, uh, a deaf actress, has uh, been uh, in many motion pictures or several, and she plays a deaf person, but the film was not her being deaf. It was, uh, here is a star who happens to be deaf. And that's not the story. This one, it's the story. And now you have two companies, Apple and Netflix, that were moving towards the, the Oscar. Uh, uh, Netflix, independently made. Uh, and this was way up there. Uh, with the film The Power of the Dog. That was a potential winner. A lot of publicity. And these things, sometimes you have uh, what's obviously going to be a winner. You know, Will Smith for, uh, was it Richard? Uh, King, King Richard. Richard. King yeah. Richard. Uh, where they do such a good job. Jamie Foxx when he played um, Ray Charles. Oh I, I mean, gosh. you just knew it. Yeah. You know, I mean, from the minute he uh, opened his mouth on the screen... And the job he did was so good, uh, a contender, and then ends up being a favorite, uh, depending on the studio, too, that spends zillions of dollars on promotion. And so for films that are relatively small, although now you have streaming uh, services that are not small, it's just changed everything. It has changed the way we watch movies. And I don't understand how movies like The Batman, for example, uh, are still record-breaking when it's going to be on streaming. Uh, you're watching TV. I have not. I used to go to movies twice a week. I mean, I was one of those insane moviegoers. I have not been to a film in years. Is that because of the pandemic, or just no, because it fell no. off for you? Uh, no, and it's, no. I, I still love films, but. You have an 85-inch screen TV on a wall. Yeah. You have a phenomenal sound system that if you go to Costco, costs you $80. The TV itself, I mean, if you're talking about like a Vizio or inexpensive TV. And by the way, even the inexpensive TVs are great quality. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you're, you're crazy to buy a Sony for $1,500 when you can buy that same television in Vizio or uh, another. Yeah, whatever brands, uh, for a third the price. And so that makes movie going that much easier. I, I don't mind waiting. I mean, do I have to see the Batman when it first comes out? No. Do I have to see the Batman uh, a month after it comes out? No. But do you remember when you were in your teens and early 20s and that was your social life? That was the thing that you and your friends did. I think that a lot of the money that pushes these over the top at the box well, office when you are yeah, going to be younger. Yeah. And when you, yeah, I, that's a good point. When you talk about uh, superhero films, I mean, it's young people other than uh, Mo Kelly, <laughs> who not only goes to them for a show, he likes them. Oh, he's a young people. Mo, if you're listening this morning, I got you on this. Yeah, Mo, you're not. Okay? I <laughs> uh, just want to let you know that's uh, Jennifer just being sycophantic. <laughs> but I think it's a good point. And I never went in high school. I never went with uh, people to the movies. Oh, God, I did every other yeah, weekend. Well, I had no one that would go to the movies with me. Oh, there's that. Uh, there is that. But it's a different kind of watching. It's a different kind of 
enjoying uh, a film. I mean, I think the advantages are all at home. Uh, first of all, I drink a lot, so I have to pee a lot. And when right. I'm in the movies, I I leave, go to the bathroom. I've just missed uh, a couple of minutes. Or if it's a long walk to the restroom, if you're one of those, if you're in one of those theaters way, way down there uh, in a multiplex, uh, you're missing a you know, several minutes of the movie. So you don't do that. You just put it on pause. Oh, see, going to the, the movies for me when I was younger was all about holding the hand of Bobby Villegas or Rick Drumride in the movie theater. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about that. I've never a, had that It was experience. a whole thing. You weren't leaving to go to the bathroom. Are you kidding? You're holding hands. Oh, please. And you still don't have to go to the bathroom. And then the sticky floors <laughs> because people spill Coke uh, all over. Uh, and then you're stepping on popcorn. Oh, and popcorn. Uh, how much is popcorn? What is it for a big bucket now? Yeah, about a hundred dollars, <laughs> and uh, then you have uh, the the uh, the big uh, the glass of or uh, the cup of Coke. That's nine dollars. Sometimes free refills. Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, it's expensive stuff. So uh, it's it's a different kind of movie making because you have the streaming services. Uh, it's a different kind of movie watching. Because you have at home, which I think is every bit as good as watching in the theater. Especially, you know, you used to love the size of the screen. You could never get that at home. Uh, you've got 85-inch screen, uh, screens now. You can get a 100-inch screen. Are you paying a lot of money for that? Uh, and you have entertainment at home. For example, last night at the Oscars. That's entertainment with a capital E. Will Smith. He's going to go down in the annals of Oscar history. 100%. Handle on the news. Late edition. Handle on the news. And now, here's Bill Handle. Good morning, everybody. Bill Handle here. It is a Monday morning, uh, a rainy Monday, Monday morning. It is, oh, it's going to rain today. It's going to rain like crazy. Um, yep, also uh, maybe a strike at supermarkets. Grocery workers voted to authorize a strike. It's time for Handle on the News, late edition. Brought to you by directbuyers.com, the hassle-free way to sell your home at a fair price in 10 days or fewer. Visit directbuyers.com. Jennifer and me and no Wayne. He's gone for the week. Lead story. You just got slapped <laughs> across the face, my friend. Yep. And everybody knows you about last night, uh, the, infa- uh, slap, the infamous slap uh, Will Smith uh, did uh, when he slapped Chris Rock. As Chris Rock was a presenter, Chris Rock made a joke about Will Smith's wife, about her being bald. And uh, she happens to have, uh, what's the name of the Alopecia. Name? Alopecia. I always get that one wrong. And I don't know why. <laughs> I know why, because I always get it wrong. Anyway, you- the joke was not good. No. And Will Smith gets up out of his chair, goes up on stage, screams at Chris Rock about uh, joking uh, for his wife. Oh, you know, I'm going to protect my wife, et cetera. And then slaps him hard. Then goes, sits back in his chair, and shouts F-bombs at him. Yeah. Keep my wife's name out of your F yeah, mouth. Yeah, it was just great. It was just great. Uh, so that was new uh, in the Oscars. Coda won. 
uh, film by Apple uh, Plus. That's first time uh, that you had, a, I think, a brand new uh, service that has won. I think, well, how many years was Netflix around before it won its first Oscar? Oh, quite, a, quite few. a few. Yeah. yeah, this is brand new stuff, Apple Plus. So, you, you know, I'm not excusing Will Smith's behavior in any way, but what I am saying is the the Oscars have had crappy ratings for years, and after this went down. You know people are going to tune in next year. It's like anytime there's a car wreck at a NASCAR race, more people tune in the next time around because they're like, dang, am I going to see that again? And so, unfortunately, sometimes bad behavior is good for ratings. You can just imagine the writers next year sitting down and going, okay, what Will Smith-type stunt can we pull off this year? It's going to be written into the script as they come up with stuff. Will will be in the front row, and on the opposite table, it'll be Chris Rock. Let's just see if there's a round two this year. Yeah. Oh, good God. That's just great stuff. You have to, you just, they have to do these things. Not that this was, uh, of course, scripted, but I think that's what keeps the Oscar alive. I don't know. How many years ago was it when David Niven was a uh, British actor, was yeah. on stage? And I mean, a bunch of years ago when that streaker walked by, uh, ran by behind him. And everybody's still talking about it. Yeah. Or Marlon Brando, uh, Sasha Littlefeather. Uh, I didn't even talk about the Oscar. I don't even know if she accepted. All she talked about is Native American rights. And then George C. Scott wouldn't go. Just wouldn't go. No, thank you. Not interested. See, that's great stuff. That's what keeps the Oscars uh, high in ratings. Elon Musk does not like the idea of the billionaire minimum income tax. First off, because he will be one of the 0.1% of people that will have to pay it. But also, he, I mean, he's been attacking President Biden's plan for this millionaire tax, or billionaire tax, I should say, since October when it was being considered. Because he said all this is is a way to pay, to pay for Biden's Build Back Better plan. It's true. Uh, Yes, that's exactly correct. By the way, just let me correct you. It's not point uh, one; it's point zero one. Yeah, point oh one. I mean, you go through. You just there's the decimal points uh, moving around. Seven hundred people. This would impact. And but it's a lot of money there. And keep in mind uh, when you talk about whether Americans think it's a good idea. What do you think? of uh, the political support the billionaires have versus everybody else. Yeah. They don't have a strong constituency. (laughs) And they're going to pay a bucket, 20% additional on not only money that they make, but I think 20% of any uh, earnings uh, or the increase in the value of uh, the stock. So uh, Elon Musk was worth a couple of years ago, 40, 43 billion dollars. He is now worth 243 billion dollars. What's 20 percent of uh, a gain last year that he had? Astronomical. Yeah. Uh, it could have been 100 billion dollars, which means he gets to write another 20 billion dollars to uh, the United States Treasury, on top of what he says his 2021 tax bill was $11 billion. He says he pays his taxes. Well, $11 billion is pretty healthy. Oh, talking about billionaires. Exactly. I think Bill Gates would probably be lumped into this billionaire's tax. 
But this is a separate story about him. He bought a $43 million bachelor pad, which it is now, but he bought it while he was still married to Melinda Gates. Since then, they have divorced. He has the house. He leveled this almost 6,000-square-foot home, and it's in San Diego, right on the water, of course, and he's been there apparently twice to check on the progress over the last three months of construction, and the neighbors are freaking out because apparently it's been hard to get permits in this area, which makes sense. I'm sure that this is a you know pristine piece of land that he's got right on the water. And because of that, this construction has been delayed over all this time. And the neighbors are like, "This, I can't sleep. My babies can't sleep. This is going it's on noisy. day and night. And it is a nuisance. Yeah. They're right. I happen to have the great luck of living in a house where to one side, they're gutting the house that they bought. To the other side, they're raising the house oh. and are rebuilding it from scratch. And then five doors down... There's another house that has been gutted and being redone all on the same street, which is not huge. It's going to be a fun two years. Can you just hear the sound of the hammer and nail? Oh, it's horrible. I mean, the jack, I mean, they're actually jackhammering up foundation. Oh, sure. To raise that one. Sure. Oh, yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah, it's a lot of fun for sure. AM uh, 640. Bill Handel here. Uh, let's finish Handel on the News Late Edition. Jennifer Jones Lee, Wayne is not here this week, and me. Okay, so if you want to buy a house, there are some experts that say buy it now. If you want to snag what deals remain in this pandemic housing market. However, have you looked at housing prices lately, Handel? I don't know what deals there are to snag. But Zillow's Home Price Expectation Survey says inventory should return to a monthly average of 1.5 million units or higher in 2024. And um, Which means prices are going to go down. Prices are going to go gonna, down. They're, they're figuring possibly, out, yeah, the Zillow people say 25%. The, so then why, though, this is what I don't understand. What is the to- what What is this time ticking for? The interest rates? Because the interest rates yeah. are going to go up? Interest rates are going up like crazy. And what happens with interest rates... As interest rates go up, fewer people are buying. Buying, right. And uh, that's it. So prices go down, but the mortgages are going through the roof. Oh, my god! And then it's a question of which way do you go. We're used to less than 3% mortgage. Uh, Now it's 4%, and it's going to go up. And uh, we may go to 5%. And the difference between 5% and uh, 2.8%, it could be thousands of dollars a month depending on the size of your mortgage, certainly hundreds of dollars a month, which you can use to subsidize. Uh, no, you have to, here is the choice, getting a house and paying a mortgage or buying gas. Which one do you want? Yeah, I mean, your choice is untenable right Yeah, there. completely untenable. Well, speaking of gas, uh, LA County's gas price dipped for the first time in 33 days, but now it's back up. So it was nice. It was nice over the weekend. It was really nice because it dipped uh, one-tenth of one percent. I felt it, didn't you? Uh, Yeah, that I can tell you, that felt good. (laughs) I could certainly feel that in my pocketbook. On $6 gas, uh, one-tenth of one percent is uh, what? Is that six cents? No, it's not even six cents, is it? Yeah, I think it's six dollars over 15, I don't know, nine cents or 90 cents over... A 15-gallon 
gas tank? I don't know. What I do know is that though the average for a gallon of regular gas in L.A. County is $6.07. Orange County, it's $6.03. And inland, it is $5.98 a gallon. You want to come out to my house and get gas? You know, I actually found a 549 gas station. Where? Uh, I don't remember. And that's the problem. Uh, because I'd be, the problem is I, I think it's way east of San Bernardino. So, uh, the drive <laughs> is, you know, four gallons. It's uh, like waiting no, in line was. at Costco. I mean, you, can, you can find them. There's Sinclair gas. Arco is now accepting credit cards and there's 10 cents difference between cash and credit cards, which I'm going to do, uh, at nine o'clock. No, I'm going to do that at, oh, nine fifty. Uh, and, and really explain the difference because everybody thinks, oh, it's the price of credit cards and with the, uh, uh, with the gas station pays to process it. Not even close. There's so much more to that, and that's coming up. So good. So we were down a tenth of a percent, and now we're up. Ah. All right. According to President Zelensky, his country is seeking peace without delay in talks. Now, one of the things that he said, though, he will only see a stop to the war if he gets a face-to-face meeting with Russian President Putin. And so far, that doesn't sound, that sounds like a non-starter. It does. Keep in mind that Zelensky isn't president because there's no such thing as an independent Ukraine. It's part of Russia. In Putin's eyes. Of right. course. That's the whole point. So, so why who's would he, he going to meet with? Meet with random guy? Right. That's his position. It's not, it, Where they're going to come together is going to be tough. Now, they Eventually, all- it has to happen. You know, I mean, he's not going to finish just destroying all of Ukraine. And assuming that uh, he does take over Ukraine and he takes cities, what does he do? Puts in his own police force? Because local police won't arrest anybody. Uh, they can't have an election unless they completely lie about it and say, oh, uh, He actually won. The Russian won or the Russian puppet uh, government won. Yeah, that's impossible. It's going to be an occupation government and uh, an occupation of the country with uh, Soviet forces. And they're not prepared for that. And there are talks now, too, that Putin might be trying to do something like a Korea of a North Korea and a South Korea. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's definitely going for the East. There's no question. Um, Does uh, Zelensky, it already happened with Crimea. Right. They just annexed Crimea. It's now part of Russia. And uh, we don't know what he wants. Well, it's changed. So even over the weekend, if you look at the Russian position on war on the ground, it changed. Oh, and yeah. you had some of the Russian leaders coming out and saying, oh, no, no, it was never our plan to take over places like Kiev or Mar- Mariupol. Th- those were not in the plan. We were just trying to come in and, you know, get Ukraine in a way. We didn't mean to have these big uh, attacks on these certain cities. That was never part yeah, of the we plan. We only wanted the eastern part. Right. But the, the thing is, if that was always part of the plan, why did you have a 40-mile convoy that was headed straight for Kiev. Right. Oh, how about Lviv, right at the Polish border? Why would you do that? Yeah, oh, to save the east. But it's on the west. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. So it's like attacking the United States and saying, uh, attacking the whole country, it's not working, and then saying, from Europe, let's say, and then saying, we we really wanted the eastern seaboard. And then you go, then why did you attack Los Angeles? Why did you attack Seattle? I mean, there's the analogy. All right. Nearly half of Americans, though, right now are concerned about nuclear war. And how can you not be? I mean, even though the chances of Putin 
prob I shouldn't I'm not gonna speculate. Even though he has talked about it and even though he keeps reminding us that he's got those nuclear weapons, um, a lot of people are saying, you know, I just don't even like the talk. I don't even like to hear right? the talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that's bluster, but I'll tell you what's not bluster. Uh, his biological and chemical weapons. He's used those. Uh, in Syria and Yemen, Russian forces use those against the population. Which is why the U.S. has come out so strongly. NATO has come out so strongly and said, that's a game changer if you use that on Ukraine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are they willing to uh, go to war with uh, Russia? Not for that. It would have to be an attack on NATO countries. We talked about uh, Russia's demand for other countries to pay for gas in rubles. Well, the G7 this morning rejected that. So now what? So now does Putin say no rubles, no oil, no energy for you? Well, they're not going to buy it. They're not going to pay in rubles. And and Putin said for those countries that are not friendly to us, uh, we'll only accept rubles. And uh, no, not going to happen. Does he back down and say, fine, then we will accept the U.S. dollar because he needs money in his coffers to keep the war against Ukraine going? Well, the entire point is to keep the Russia from going forward with the war. And that's part of sanctions. I mean, it's a big part of sanctions. No dollars, uh, no uh, membership in SWIFT, other other. Uh, banking facilities, international banking facilities, uh, just sh- virtually shutting down major banks in, in uh, Russia because there's no way for them to transfer money. But if a country like Germany, who needs the energy and oil supplies from Russia, can't get it, it's put, it's drawn a line in the sand and said, no rubles, not yeah. having it. The only way we'll uh, pay you is in dollars or whatever. Do they risk that? I mean, is this a game of chicken? Yeah, it is. That's exactly what it is. It's a game of chicken. And who caves? And uh, Europe is much more affected uh, by a lack of oil and energy. We've talked about this before. 50% of Germany relies on Russian oil and natural gas. 100% of Moldova, I think 70% of Hungary. I mean, those countries are looking at a complete decimation of their economies. Uh, It's not good stuff. Unfortunately, we're in a god-awful mess. I want to move over to something that's kind of fun, uh, finding out who killed people. Well, maybe that's not so much fun. Okay, I'll grant that. But it's connected to a GoFundMe campaign solving murders and GoFundMe. How does that work? Well, talk about that coming up. This is KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.